0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. Oh, I love the Lord. And I'm so glad to see each one of you in church today. I love being in the house of the Lord. And I know David said it first, but I I just echo his sentiment. I was glad when they said unto me, I love the house of the Lord and I love I love church. I love just being in His presence. I love being in a place dedicated to His name. I love what can happen in these doors. You know, it's, uh, there's, when you come in here, it's just you have no idea what could happen in this day, what God could do. And so I'm, I'm just thankful. I know one psalmist said that he loved seeing the power of God like he has seen in his sanctuary. And so I know there's things that go on in the sanctuary, in the house of the Lord. And and so let's just keep our faith high. Let's keep on expecting. Just keep believing, trusting God. He's going to do something great for you and me today in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. We're going to continue in our possessing the promise. How many wants the promises of God? I do. But it takes a little action to get them done, doesn't it? See it happen. Uh, today, our scripture is Joshua 8, verses 1 and 2. This whole uh, lesson uh, deals with Joshua leading Israel into the promised land. They had to believe the report of the Lord and, and know that he was going to be with them. And now uh, we're going to talk about some things that often will keep us from grabbing hold of that promise. Joshua 8, 1 and 2, and the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not. Boy, he tells Joshua this a lot. Something God's always reminding us because he knows that flesh is just is quick to fear. Amen. Joshua, fear not, neither be thou dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee and rise and go up to Ai. See, I have given it into thy hand, the king of Ai and his people and his city and his land. And thou shalt do to Ai and her king as thou didst unto Jericho and her king. Only the spoil thereof and the cattle thereof shall ye take for prey unto yourselves. Lay thee in ambush for the city behind it. So today we're going to talk about possessing the promise, but we're going to talk about uh, sabotaged by self. Sabotaged by self. Let's pray for the lesson this morning. Jesus, we love you and praise you. And we're thankful for your promises, that they are yea and amen. And I'm thankful that we can have those promises today. Lord, I pray we'll learn from your word. Help me, Lord, to feed your people, that we can all be changed and be better. Lord, possess those promises that you desire us to have. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for him. I'm thankful for his promises. I'm thankful for the promises. You can be seated If we want to possess the uh, promises like Joshua did, then we must overcome setbacks and keep moving forward. We have to overcome setbacks. Uh, At this point in uh, Joshua and Israel's history, they have crossed over into the promised land, and they have won probably the greatest battle of Israel's history up to that point, uh, when they took down uh, the walls of Jericho by obeying the Word of God, and so it actually when you read about that after that happens, you see how that the fame of Joshua begins to spread throughout the land, and so uh, i 'm sure they are all riding the that that high wave of miracle, you know, just great gods coming through we we got into the promised land, and, and immediately he has given us this great victory and Now there's nothing that we can't do. And so their next little skirmish that uh, comes up, it's not from some big great walled city, it's from a much lesser people and it's the city of Ai. And so Joshua, instead of consulting the Lord about the battle, just says, take a few people up there and uh, take care of it. But that don't happen Instead, they, they get beat and they lose some men and Joshua finds himself on his face crying in the dust, worried about now what do we do? There's a setback. I don't understand. We just defeated Jericho. Uh, we just did uh, what nobody else could do. There's there's not an army alive could knock those walls down, but God knocked them down for us and we did it. And now this little bitty city this little nothing people have put us to flight and he's laid on his face whining to the Lord and the Lord's like just get up get up and he begins to show him some things but what I want you to see is that we'll cover it further in just a moment but that uh, at this point now Joshua it is the people that have gotten in the way of God's plan because the reason they lost that battle was twofold number one they had disobeyed God in the victory at Jericho because Achan had taken some of the spoil which God had commanded them not to take. And because of what he did, it affected Israel as a whole. That's number one. You don't do what God says not to do if you want the promises of God. And then Joshua, without consulting uh, God about this next battle just decides let's just send a few people up there and let's do it our way and let's take care of it because uh, we're just riding on the uh, just the high of that last miracle. Your last miracle was great, but it don't assure your next miracle. You've got to stay in line with God. And so uh, oftentimes we sabotage ourselves from receiving the blessings of God. Uh, we can, God warned them. He said, you be careful when you get in this this new land, he said, be careful that after you're enjoying the goodness, I'm just shortening it up, but he said, after you enjoy all the blessings that you didn't work for, but I provided, and now you're, you're doing good that you forget me. When you win a battle, don't forget who gave you the victory. When you get a blessing, don't forget who gave you the blessing. When you get a miracle, don't forget who gave you the miracle. Don't ever think it was your own goodness <laughs> that all that, oh, my own righteousness got me this. My own holiness got me this. My, uh, you better stay in line with God because if there ain't no God, there ain't no miracle. And if we're not in line with God, we're not getting no miracle. We've got to stay in line with God. But we shoot ourselves. You know, you know, we say things like this all the time, shoot yourself in the foot. We say that most of the time about our sports teams. Oh, they beat themselves. They got talent they got ability, but they just keep beating themselves. You ever hear them say that? It's it's them. They're beating themselves. The other team ain't no good. We're beating ourselves. And, uh, hey, you know what? The enemy ain't no good. We're beating ourselves. We we are uh, our own worst enemy often because uh, we don't prepare for what God wants us to have. Come on, somebody. Hey, listen. If you were about to go into a championship boxing match and you were going to win the title, this is for the title. And with the title comes all the revenue, all the fame, everything you can get with it. And they're like, here you go. You're going to fight the champion. You're going to fight the one who's holding the title. This is for the title match. You know what you're going to be doing? You're going to be like Rocky. You're going to be running. Uh, through the city, you're going to be exercising, lifting weights, and you're going to be getting a coach. Somebody can tell you how to win and you're going to apply yourself before you step in the ring. You sure ain't going to be sitting on the couch eating donuts because that's not going to get you ready. You're going to have to be prepared before you enter into that battle. And you may have won some matches that got you the title shot, but you can't just go on what you've already won. You've got to get ready for the next battle. We've got to get ourselves, our flesh, uh, out of the way. We get uncomfortable or we get too comfortable. And and whatever reason it is, we just sit still and wait on God to rain it down on us and think that it's going to all be okay. But God's saying, go out and possess the promise. Stay where you need to be so you can have what I want you to have. When Jesus told his disciples Before he left, he said, I want you to go and tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high, until you receive the promise that you have heard of me. Well, guess what? Sitting at home wasn't going to get it. I don't know how many people heard him that didn't go, but 120 said, we're going, and we're going to sit, and we're going to tarry, and we're going to pray, and we're going to be here when the promise falls. Somebody that heard him say, go, didn't go. Somebody sat at home and had to get it secondhand say, oh, if I had just been there, I'd have been part of that. I don't want to sit back and say, wow, I could have been a part of it. I want to prepare myself every day and be ready for the promises of God. I want to get myself out of the way. That's why Scripture tells us many times for me to run this race with patience and for me to lay aside Wait and say, you know what? Nobody else can put sin on me. Nobody else can put weights on me. I take that unto myself. And I'll start falling behind in the race when I won't get myself out of the way and obey the word of God and lay these things aside. But if I'll lay them aside, he said, they that run in a race run all but one, receives the prize. Let me tell you, the one that's going to get the prize is the one that's going to line up with the word of God and serve him and trust him and believe him. He's going to cross that line and get the crown one day. He's going to hear the Lord say, well done. Let me tell you, there ain't another people on the planet today like the people of God. And there ain't a reason in the world that we should do without everything that the Bible says we could have that God wants us to have. We ought to be of good cheer, for it is his good pleasure to give unto us the kingdom. We pray for it, we ask for it, but are we ready? Have we got ourselves out of the way? We can't let our pride and ego or, or, either, or either our self-destruction stop God from giving us what he wants us to have. Joshua was so pitiful, he was laying on his face crying and wailing. Hey, son, why don't you just look where you are? You're laying face down in the dust of the promised land. Get up and get things right and get back on track. And sometimes we just need to examine ourselves and see where we are. Am I where I need to be? I know I love God. I know I go to church. That's great. But are you where you need to be? Achan was in the army. Achan was part of the victory. And Achan still wasn't where he needed to be because he disobeyed the word of God. And it cost him and his family their life. He didn't see nothing else of the promised land because he didn't stay where he needed to be with God. I don't want to sit in the chair. I don't want to sing in the choir. I don't want to preach from the pulpit and still not be where I need to be to receive the blessing of the Lord. God's got great blessings for his people. And there ain't a reason alive today. You can't give me one good reason that it should fail us. God does not fail. He does not tease. He's not joking. He's not fooling around. He means for us to have what the Word of God says. And the only reason we don't sometimes is because we can't get out of the way. Woo! Hallelujah. I love the Lord and I love his church. But I tell you what, I love more than just good church. I love the real, tangible promises of God. I love to see miracles and signs and wonders. I love to see people filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name. I love to see people healed of diseases. I love to see them delivered from spirits. I love to see them living the life of God. I love to see them overcome. I love to see them be victorious. And the only reason it don't happen is because we won't get out of the way. We sabotage our miracle. We, we abort that promise every time that we say, oh, God, uh, you, it, it just can't happen. Stop doing that. Don't back up. Don't give in. Don't quit believing. But just keep trusting God. It might seem ridiculous sometimes what he tells you to do, but somehow it always works. He don't ask us to do anything quite as strange as he asked Israel. Right. Hey, march around a, a city for seven days and shout. Go sit up on the mountain, Moses, and just lift your hands. As long as your hands are up, you'll keep winning. You know, uh, hey, go catch that fish and pull that coin out and pay our taxes. You know, I, I've mentioned, I, he doesn't ask us anything. Just, he just says, hey, if you'll just believe me. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. If you can ask it, and when you pray, don't doubt, don't give in, don't, don't let fear overcome you, but just keep trusting God. Have faith in the Savior. Have faith in that sovereign one. Have faith in that Lord of lords. Trust him and believe him and, hey, let me tell you, God's people are unstoppable. He said that the gates of hell shall not prevail against this church that I am building. All the, it, it can't win. It shouldn't win. If it wins, it's only because we have sabotaged ourselves. But, oh, when we stay right where we need to be with God, whoo! Come on, somebody. There ain't no gates can stop us that can shut us out. There ain't no, he said, I'll run through a troop and I'll leap over a wall. I can go through the flood and it won't drown me. I can run through the fire and it won't burn me. Woo! I'm about I can run through a troop. You know how many, I don't know how many people's in a troop. I don't know, don't care. I just know I can run through it. I don't care. He didn't say how high the wall was. He said, I can leap over a wall. Talk about Superman leaping over buildings in a single bound. He ain't got nothing on God's child. Every wall that tries to block my promise, I'm just going right over the top of it. Every time, I'm just going to go right over the top of it because he said I could have these promises. I'm telling you, you I know you're going to have to just get beside yourself and start pushing flesh out of the way and shoving flesh out, shoving your mindset out of the way, getting carnality out of the way, and you're going to have to be strange in this world. But let me tell you, it might seem strange to this world, but they'll be longing for the things that you and I are possessing. Let me tell you, this church, this body, this bride is glorious. It don't need to be sitting in the dust begging. It don't need to be sitting in rags begging. But it needs to be standing up and proclaiming, speaking life, speaking death, speaking the promises of God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hey, when I signed up into this thing, I signed up believing. I signed up with no doubts. I may not have understood and I may not have known, but I did not doubt. He said in one place called to remember the former days in which after you were illuminated, hey, you endured a great fight of affliction. There was times where it didn't matter. When you first come into this thing, the light come on that Jesus could do it all. If he could save my soul, he could do anything. Hey, we didn't let nothing stop us. We'd pray water out of a rock if we had to because we believed that it was possible. Well, what's happened to the church along the way? Woo, we pick up some things. We pick up some, some uh, we, we have obligations and that starts weighing us down. We start weighing that well, obligations and faith, obligations and faith. There ain't nothing that should outweigh your faith. Yes, don't, you don't neglect your obligations. I don't believe in being slothful and being slack and just trying to sit back and act like this world owes you a living. I believe that if a man won't work, he shouldn't eat. I believe when we put our hand to the plow, we don't look back. I believe in being a worker together with him. But I also know that I, there's nothing that outweighs my faith. Oh, I, 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 I came in to a church where miracles were happening. Yeah, I, I don't want to see that die. I, I, I was praying this morning. I was thinking, God, I watched men of God prophesy, and I watched them uh, just what we say, read people's mail. And I I watched healings and deliverances and all kinds of things happening in people's lives. I saw that with my own eyes. I've seen things that people said, there is no way that can happen, but it happened. Oh, somebody, they they, they try to explain it away and try to, well, they, 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 they got a show, they got a gig, they got a gimmick, but I'm telling you, these were just men of God that were lined up with the purpose of God. But it can't just fall on the shoulders of a select few. It needs to be the body as a whole. It's got to be all of us together. All of us play a part. All of us work in this. All of us have the same Holy Ghost. We ought to have the same uh, authority and the same power to see miracles and signs and wonders. I know there's different offices, and that's fine. There needs to be order in the church. And these things need to be done decently and in order. So I get that. God knows how to set the body up, and I'm thankful for the government uh, of God. But when it comes to you and I as individual children of the king... Hey, I ain't no more special than anybody else, and you ain't no more special than anybody else. It's the same Holy Ghost that came from the same God. He said, I'll send it in my name. Well, it ain't but one name. It come in his name. It come to you in that name, and it come to me in that name. When I pray in the name of Jesus, and you pray in the name of Jesus, it's the same name. We don't get, hey, well, you get the gold star Jesus. You get the platinum Jesus. You only get the bronze Jesus. It ain't like that. Is Jesus the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Ah, but are we sold out to it? Wow. 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 Woo! Oh. Do we want him more than anything else in this world? Is he still that first love? Is he still the most important thing? Is it still your waking desire to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant? Because when you have that desire, you won't let your worry, you won't let your fear, you won't let your doubt, you won't let anything you're going through, you won't let your victories, you won't let your defeats stop you from working and living and hearing God say, Well done. Paul said, I fought a good fight. That means I took some licks. I actually went down sometimes, but I got back up. I didn't quit. I stayed until the final bell. I hung in there. I finished my course. I didn't leave nothing undone. It was painful. It was heartbreaking. There was some tears. There was some uncertainty. But I knew that God would do exactly what he would do. He said, One time all men have forsook me, but the Lord has not forsook me. Listen, God is going to stay with his children. So let me tell you, kick your problem in the teeth. Put yourself under your feet. Get your flesh under subjection and realize I've been born again and filled with the Holy Ghost. And there ain't nothing going to stop me. If you're following in your book, that ain't in there. <laughs> I hadn't even turned, got off the open the scripture yet. I like it like this. I like it like this. I, oh, this has been building up in me for a while. I talked to someone not too long ago uh, about that. I said, man, I'm just telling you, there's things for God's children. I said that. Uh, There's no reason for us not to have them. And and we've got to figure out what it is. I pray all the time, God, I know you ain't changed. I know your words forever said. I know that, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. I know you're still doing things. So I know that it ain't you. So God, get me out of the way. Get my pride. Get my ego. Get my fears. Get my doubts. Let me tell you. There was a man that had a child he was possessed with a, a devil. He brought him to the disciples. They couldn't do nothing about it. So Jesus shows up. What's going on? I have got a son. He's got this issue. So I brought him to the disciples. They can't do anything. But if you can do anything, he said. Well, if you can believe, all things are possible. And, uh, he said, "Listen, this this coexistence here. I believe. Help my unbelief." He really. Hey, it can coexist. You, you can have faith that God can, but you're not sure if you will. Help my unbelief. He's like, he said, get me out of the way. Get me out of the way so I can see my son better. Get me out of the way so I can see the promises fulfilled. Get me out of the way. And listen, don't don't act like uh, you're above anybody else. It happens with all of us and to the best of us. Hey, we can get up and we can preach our guts out and 15 people get the Holy Ghost and 38 people get baptized. And on Monday morning, you're going, I'm the sorriest excuse for a Christian I've ever seen. I can't do nothing right. I don't know why you picked me. I'm just going to crawl up under a rock and hide. We can preach and see miracles and signs and wonders and the next day get a a notice in the mail that oh, evidently we missed a bill and now they're going to cut the electricity off. We're like, why, God? If I was really saved, my power wouldn't get cut off. If you pay your bill, your power wouldn't get cut off. If you stay in alignment with with the rules of keeping your electricity on, the electricity stays on. If you stay in alignment, oh... If you stay in alignment with what the Word of God says, hey, you're going to get every benefit that it offers. offer. If we are willing, and hey, if we're willing and we are obedient, we shall eat the good of the land. I can't just be willing. i got to be obedient. There's a lot of people willing to eat, but there's a lot of folks not willing to do nothing about it. There's a lot of people willing to go to heaven, but they ain't ready to do a thing about it. And until we can come to the end of ourself, we will never see the promises that God has got laid up for He has spoke them. They're there. It's not like he's processing them, that he's building them, that they're on back order. They are primed and ready to go. They are for you and I today. But let me tell you something, Honey. When we get ourselves out of compliance, I can't do like Joshua did and just say, "Woo! I'm going to do it just like we did last time." Oh, you know what? I ain't going to send the whole army this time. Just just a few of us, man. I'm going to end up crying, wondering what went wrong, and God's going to say, "Well, you didn't talk to me." Number one, I want to make sure that I'm always talking to Him, whenever. You and I find ourselves in the midst of a great victory, and we come through on the other side. The first thing we need to do is what Joshua and and them did. You know what they did? They went and built an altar. They went somewhere and worshiped God. They didn't just say, well, that's enough. Oh, that's a big miracle. That's enough to last me for another month. Right, I'm talking about with the blood still on the sword. They went and found a place uh, to build an altar and worship the one that gave them the miracle. Yeah, Let me tell you, you keep yourself consecrated. When these miracles come, that's great, but don't let it instill some kind of false confidence in you where you think I can play around now and do a few things and slack off a little bit. You keep it tight. You stay tight. That's how you keep winning. You don't take a day off. You don't quit. Hey, you see all these sports teams that they keep winning and winning and winning. You know why? Because they don't take any time off. They're always focused. They're always training. They're always learning. They're always lifting weights. They're doing things over and over and over and over again. And if they have a bad game, that's all right. They come back the next week and they kill somebody. <laughs> you know, or, or they can be down. I watched Alabama do it to Georgia one year. Georgia's whooping them. It's the end of the game, and Alabama's over. there, We ain't worried. They didn't need to be because at the end of the when the buzzer sounded, they won. Because they kept doing what they knew they could do. It didn't matter what the score looked like. They didn't get depressed. They didn't beat themselves up. They didn't take it out on one another. They just said, "We know what we can do," and they got busy doing it, and they won. We can't pick on one another. It ain't nobody else's fault. Hey, come on. I can't blame people and point the finger. What I need to do is just do what I know I'm supposed to do. If I will do what I know I'm supposed to do, if I'll pray, if I'll read, if I'll fast, come on. If I'll do the things that Jesus said for me to do, I'm going to be rewarded and the church is going to be rewarded. That blessing don't just land on you alone. It's a testimony for somebody. It'll encourage somebody else. It'll be there for somebody else. When one soldier in Israel's army, if he kills an enemy soldier, you know what he might have done? He might have just saved 10 lives. When David, hey, I don't know how many people Goliath could kill at one time. Big guy, man of war from his youth. He, he wasn't just, you know, big to look at. He was mean. He was bad. He was skilled in what he could do. How many lives did David save? You know, he, he was the one that ran out there and he was the one that had faith and he was the one that took him down. But how many more people lived to fight for Israel? How many more people lived to be a blessing in Israel? Because David said, I'm not going to back down. I know what I can do. I, God's given me victory over lions and bears. He, he's given me victory times and God's going to deliver this one as well. And because this one was willing to do what he knew he could do, all Israel spared. If they lost, it was all going into slavery. He kept the whole nation from being enslaved again. I'm thankful today that God has given us. And that's what, if David showed anybody anything that day, it's, hey, your, your spears and your swords and all that stuff you got piled on you, it don't mean nothing if you don't trust God. I mean, they were covered from head to foot in armor. They had chariots and shields and spears. They, they were good fighting men. But boy, their fear uh, just let them know. They were shaking in their armor. Yeah. You got your armor on? I don't care. David didn't even have armor on. He said, I don't need armor as long as I've got God. And so he, he didn't think about how you, Saul tried to discover. you just a youth. You can't go out there. You're just a young child. You know, there's no way he's a man of war from his youth. You know, you're a kid with a bag of rocks. It, you know, it ain't going to happen. You'll die. He'll kill you. They, it don't matter what anybody else says. I know what God can do to the believer. I know what God can do to somebody that will just believe. It don't matter if the king of that land says that's foolishness. God knows what he can do with a believer. Don't let somebody else talk you out of what God can do. And we don't need to try to talk people out of what God can do. We need to make sure we're encouraging people to trust God above everything. So many scriptures, don't get weary in well-doing. That's for us. Don't Don't let your flesh pull you down. Keep doing what's right. When I fall, I shall arise. It's up to you and me whether we get up or not. But if I trust God, I'm going to get up. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. That's an attitude that you need to have and I need to have because I know that when I fall, when I I hit the ground, I might be a good man. He said, though a good man fall, a good man can fall too. But the difference between the loser and the victor is the one that says, I'm going to get past my setbacks. And I'm going to be what God called me to be. And he takes the hand of the Lord and he gets back up and he starts walking. David failed God in a horrible fashion. And he laid and he cried and he fasted and he wept because he wanted this child to be spared that God was going to take because of David's sin. God took that child anyway. David got up, washed his clothes, washed his face, anointed himself, went to the house of the Lord and started worshiping. And they couldn't understand... He said, listen, you don't get it. I can't bring him back, but I can go to him. But that won't happen if I don't keep doing. It was horrible. It was awful what I have done, but it does not make me want to stop serving God. So David had to get past his setback. He had to get past his mistake. Uh, I know he probably felt pretty low about what he had done. I'm sure there were many nights that he beat himself up, but he was still uh, listed in the Scripture as a man after God's own heart. And God made such a promise to him that they would never fail a man to sit on the throne of the house of David. He made a covenant with David. And even the Lord came out of the tribe that David came out of. And so I'm, I'm telling you today that, listen, God's is looking, what are you going to do with yourself When you have setbacks, don't you think God has figured it in to the equation? I know he has. But he will finish the work in our lives. Being confident of this this one thing. What did he say he was confident of? That God will finish this. He will complete this work. The thing that he started in you, he's going to keep on working on it. He's going to perform it. He's going to make sure because he knows as long as you are staying in line with him. You know that people can be in line with him and still fail. But they got to get back up to stay in line. Hey, Joshua, great victory in Jericho. You messed up now. Israel's messed up. And if you had sought me first, I'd have let you know before you ever went and lost these other men. I'd have told you because when you pray, God will reveal what's going on. If he'd have just got down and sought God and said, hey, we're going to go Ai, if you go now, you'll lose because there's an unclean thing in the midst of your people. But instead of checking that out, he went ahead and lost some lives because of it. Ah, I'm Joshua. Maybe it was ringing in his ears a little bit. All that fame. Jericho. Mighty city. Let's just go on up there and take care of Ai and keep moving. Man, that little city stopped him dead in the tracks. But then God said, after he had had his discussion, we get back to our, our scripture. The Lord told Joshua, don't be afraid. You made mistakes, don't be afraid. You slipped up, you messed up. People lost their lives, it was awful. But don't be afraid, don't be dismayed. It's not over. God can bring a miracle in the middle of the ashes. God can still bring victory in the middle of that defeat. And he said, here's what we're going to do. Take care of the unclean thing. They did that. And now he said, let me give you the plan. Go set you an ambush up. Do what I tell you to do and you'll have the victory. But take everybody. Take everybody. Quit trying to cut people out. Don't be creating no cliques, Joshua. Don't be trying to cut people out. Include everybody. That's just a little thing. Include everybody. Let everybody pray for it. Let everybody help you. Take the hand of anybody. Just get help. Get what you need so you can keep going where God wants you to go. Peter would have made it all the way to Jesus on that water if he had got himself out of the way. But you know what? At least he got back to the boat. I've preached it before. Sometimes, hey, don't don't be beating yourself up too bad. You got back to the boat. You live to fight another day. You live to pray another day. So listen, we can't fight. Nobody. We won't win any victories. Just laying it on our face in the dust, crying about what went wrong. It's time to trust God and believe God and have the promises. I'm trying to see what time it is. I've been preaching, ain't even been paying attention. I don't want to uh, overgo where I'm at, but we must do what we're supposed to do. We're going to face trials and tests. The Bible said, "The trial of our faith is more precious than gold that perishes." tell you we're going to have some things we're going to face some things but it doesn't change the reality of god and it doesn't change the reality of his promises and i and i know sometimes it, it's hard maybe maybe we think we've hit a place but maybe there's still a place yet to go that where our faith is really where it needs to be i'm preaching to you as a man searching i'm preaching to you as a man who's seeking himself who's trying to figure out god where is that place where we grab people by the hand and say, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Where is that place uh, where we're, we're in such an alignment with you that just walking by in our shadow might cause somebody to be healed? Yeah. Uh, we, we, you know, we, we talk about sending prayer cloths and things like that. And really, you know, the the scriptures there about them taking napkins from Paul and things like that, but it didn't say he anointed them, did anything else to them like we do. It just said, they, he, he's, hey, you got something, Paul? You got to give me, a, hey, let me have that shirt. I don't know what they was taking from him. Maybe they was cutting the corner of his coat off. I don't know what they was doing, but he was, they was taking things from Paul and people being healed. It just faith, 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 miracles, signs, wondrous things happening uh, for God's people. These are promises, folks. God has promised us these things. He wants us to have these things. And and when church stops being just a feel-good place, of a place of, hey, I can come in and, and be encouraged. Yeah, I want to be encouraged, but sometimes I need a little more than encouragement. I need a miracle. Sometimes you know, I, I need a little more than just a pat on the back. I need a miracle. Sometimes I, I need to see... The promise. I need the promise. I need what you want me to have, God. And I'm just, so instead of just going, well, maybe i walk in here and it'll just slap me in the face today. What am I doing to get it? Where am I at? Where, what am I trying? Am I, am I worried, still worried about what my coworkers will think or my friends will think or somebody will think if they know that I go to a church that speaks in tongues or if I go to a church that believes in holiness, does that still bother me? I, I'm so far past that. I've been past that a long time. But even that may not be enough. It may not be enough to say, I don't care what the world says. I've said this before, it's not enough to just not do bad, you've got to do good. We've got to do the right things. We've got to find what it is that we need to do as a church, as a people. We, it, we can't let services and church services and prayer meetings and fastings be a burden to us. These are the things of God. Ain't nobody upset about getting a check. Well, come on. You know, today, loan companies will send you a check in the mail. I got one the other day, and it says, all you got to do is endorse this and go deposit it, and you got to pay it back. But, boy, you're like, wow, the temptation there. $3,800, and I might buy another Mustang. Oh, well, I, and then I'm, I'm actually reading, saying, "What's the payment going to be?" While your bank accounts flush, you're like, well oh, that ain't so bad." And then all of a sudden, you wonder where, how come I'm running short this month? Because now you're paying an extra hundred and eighty dollars a month for thirty-eight hundred dollars that you ain't got nothing to show for it. But people I would love a check. Now they'll do, they'll do stuff though, like just to have it. If I was to tell you, hey, I got a check for $100 for the first person to walk around this building right now, it'd be fucking. I was real, if I ain't, but I ain't. All you got to do to get this $100 check is walk around this building outside. Just Now, people would be, are oh, you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Whatever it took just to get that check. Hey, I'll, I'll walk around that building as a reward at the end of it. You know what it says about fasting? There's a reward. Why will people not fast? It's rewarded. Why will people not pray? It's rewarded. Hello. Why will, here's a big why will people not give? It's rewarded. Hey, I don't have to apologize about preaching about giving giving's mentioned more just about than anything else in the scripture you know, I'm not just talking about money 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 I'm talking about giving give your time give you give yourself yeah, yeah. and so Jesus said those three different things and would closed every one of them out with reward but you know what you have to do to fast get past yourself you know what you got to do to pray get past yourself you know what you got to do to give get past yourself because that mind that carnal mind will will examine fasting and go, mm, it's getting close to Thanksgiving. I know he said 21 day fast, but that's going to jump right through Thanksgiving week. Hey, it's funny, ain't it? It's the truth. Well, so-and-so's birthday is going to be, I don't know how I can do that because I don't want, you know, I know that they'll be cooking and cooking out and I love, well, maybe after that I can start it and then, well, oh, that's going to be so-and-so's anniversary. I can Always, you'll know, examine it, and a prayer. Uh, I know I need to go to prayer, but man, you know, well, man, I sure am tired. I'm tired. I, I can just pray. Oh, i can sit my, I'll sit right here in my chair before I doze off. I'll pray while I'm sitting here in my chair, and I'll we'll talk ourselves out of it. Talk ourselves out of it. And, but it's rewarded. Jesus said it was rewarded. Fasting's rewarded. giving's rewarded some things don't even come forth but by prayer and fasting. Right. So you hey, listen, you can dynamite it, you can blow it up with a bazooka, you can run over it with a steamroller. It ain't moving if it ain't got prayer and fasting. Right. You can get everybody else praying for it. You can, you can do all kinds of things. You can post it on Facebook and say, all my prayer warriors. <laughs> it's funny how many people command prayer warriors. I need all my prayer warriors. I wonder if they even lift in a finger when they say that. I need all my prayer warriors to pray. See, people are willing. If you're willing and obedient, you get the good of the land. But I thank God for people that'll pray. But listen, nobody else's prayer can substitute for your prayer, nobody else's fast can substitute for your fast. You've got to do it yourself. Stand with me. I know I'm running. As- Let's see where I, yeah, right, a minute short. Oh, look here, I'm going to stop right on time today. And got all that preaching in? 2 Corinthians 13 and 5. Examine yourself, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own self. Examine yourself and prove your own self. It's so hard for us to be honest with ourselves sometimes. We'll excuse things, you know, make, you know, this is why, this is why, this is why. But here's the fact, and this is just where the rubber meets the road. There's no gray area and there's no loophole. It takes faith in Jesus and obedience to his word to be in the faith. We must love the Lord our God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. With everything that's in us, not an option. And we must love our neighbor as ourselves. not an option. He said, hey, church! remember that writing this to the church. This is not, hey, sinner, look at yourself, see if you've got any sin. They, don't, they ain't got to examine nothing. They know they got sin. Hey, church, examine yourself, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know you not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you except you be reprobates. And then he said, is there another verse after that? Maybe there ain't. That's it, isn't it? Well, that's all it was. Never mind. you good. <laughs> Examine yourself. One place he said, fight the good fight of faith. Got to fight sometimes and then lay hold on eternal life. You know what he's saying? There's a promise. Eternal life's a promise from God. He said, but to lay hold on that promise, you've got to fight the good fight. And so I believe in his kingdom come as will be done in earth as it is in heaven. But it don't just happen because we repeat that verse. You can't conjure up heaven on earth. You've got to be in line with him and in line with his word to see that happen. I want the promises. I don't want to just feel good. I want the promises. I don't want to just watch everybody else get the promises. I want the promises. I'm going to rejoice with them that rejoice. But I'm not going to stop pursuing my promise. Let's lift our hands and pray. Jesus, we love you today. I'm thankful for the promises of God today. I'm thankful that we are your people And I know that we are like sheep among wolves. But that does not mean we are weak. It does not mean that we are without power. Because, Lord, we have a great shepherd watching over us. And you have endued us with power from on high. And, Lord, I know that as long as we follow you, we can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil. Lord, today help us to get ourselves out of the way so we can possess the promises of God and we will praise you continually in Jesus' name. Amen. Give him a hand, clap, and a shout today. What a great God! What a great God! Come on, come on. You get yourself tough, toughen up, get ready for what's coming. Prepare yourself. You know, if you uh, are a military or history buff, you know that Iwo Jima was a was a tough place for our people, our soldiers, to fight. We lost as a small island had about eighteen thousand, I think, Japanese soldiers on it, but the Marines said they rarely saw them because they were hid tunnels and caves and bushes you know they just it was their land they knew where to be and they said they they lost for for 27 straight days constant enemy fire 20 almost a full month you can't eat take a drink lay down to sleep bullets just constantly under attack and as they were just inching across Iwo Jima they they said The if you read some of the history books, stories of people that survived it, they said one man, he, he commanded 60 men while he was on that island and only 10 of his men came back with him when it was over with. But he said, if it had not been for that training, he said, I despised boot camp. I hated that training. But if it had not been for that training, we would have never made it. We would not have been able to endure it. I know what you're going through is hard, and what you're facing is tough, but it is getting you ready. You can't change. Your situation cannot change what God's Word says about it. Tribulation worketh patience. Patience, experience, experience, hope. Let patience have her perfect work. I'm telling you, whatever you're going through, God knows what you're going through, and it is for a reason. The reason you're still going is because the training has been tough. But you're going to make it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, give him one more hand clap and a shout. (laughs) Hallelujah. We praise you today, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Praise God. Praise God. God. Well, man, do I have to preach in the next service now? Okay. (laughs) Praise God. God's good. Let's find a place to pray for the next service. they got a few things lined up. We're going to have a good day. Go see God do some great things in Jesus' name. Amen? God bless you.